Welcome back to our weekly podcast. We are continuing our series in the time of waiting today. And this is a series that, that Marcia Moorhead is, is putting together and facilitating for us. And we're very appreciative of her for that. And so Marcia is back with us today, as is Jason Martin, who's continuing on with our to help out with our podcast and is kind of serving in our producer role for this, but may jump in from time to time as well with with thoughts and, and ideas he may have. So good morning, Marcia and Jason. How are y'all doing today? Hi. Good morning. Uh, yeah, and I definitely have thoughts on the, this week's topic, so I'm, I, I plan on jumping in a bit. But uh, I'll, let, I'll let you and Marcia get started before I take over. All right, good. <laughs> We're very happy for you to jump in. Okay. Uh, last week, we, we sort of talked with, about dealing with our fear. We talked about bringing our monsters into the light and, and dealing with our fear. And so this week's going to kind of be the other side of that to an extent of claiming our power. And so the, the handout that goes with this will also be available on our website. And you can take a look at, at the material that Marcia has put together there for that. And, and we'll be kind of talking about some of that material and some other conversations that go with that for today. But as I was reading through the material, I, I was, and, and thinking about this idea of power, superheroes were, was one of the first places that I went to in my mind. And so I thought we'd start off today with with thinking about superheroes and and this may be a little bit of an icebreakery type question but but I thought we would maybe talk for a minute and I'd be curious to know Marcia and Jason do you have a favorite superhero and is there something about the power of that superhero that sort of draws you to that individual so Marcia I'll bring you in uh, and and you can kind of kick us off there with thoughts you have on that and maybe thoughts on power that may go with that well uh, that is a wonderful way to begin for me because since childhood, Wonder Woman has been my favorite superhero. And at the time I was a kid, uh, there were not uh, any female superheroes mm. uh, except for Wonder Woman. She was the first one. So that was just so exciting to me. The other thing I really liked about her is she was very much about justice and fairness and equality, and she didn't go around shooting holes in people or stabbing people. <laughs> you know, there was not blood and gore with Wonder Woman. Uh, she um, she would use her lasso, which, which was the lasso of truth, if she tied him up. They had to tell the truth. Um, she used her bracelets to deflect uh, bullets and weapons. Um, and uh, they represented for her those people who were in shackles, who had been enslaved, and and her determination to help free those people. So, and... And I can I can do a whole <laughs> hour on Wonder Woman pretty we, yeah. easily. I Sounds just, like we should just I, have a Wonder Woman podcast then. <laughs> I still have Wonder Woman mugs and Wonder Woman apron and Wonder Woman this and that. Even uh, through my adulthood, I've always stood by Wonder Woman. Well, I think that's 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 helpful, and that's. Uh, you know, I think it brings up something I, I want to come back to later is that idea of what, 
what do we use our power for? Um, and not only about where does it come from, but, but yeah, what's, what's the purpose of it and what do we do with our power? So that's great. Isley, Isley has been wanting to watch Wonder Woman and we just, we haven't gotten to it yet. And so you've made me want to, uh, to make that more of a priority. <laughs> um, cause yeah, even as you said, Wonder Woman, I thought that idea of, of seeing a female in that role probably is very impactful for, for girls and women. What about you, Jason? Okay. So, uh, this isn't going to show up on a podcast, but I'll show you guys. <laughs> um, nice. So my my favorite superhero is uh, Mr. Incredible from the Disney Pixar movies, The Incredibles. Um, and for Mr. Incredible, you know, he is he has like immeasurable strength. He's just like super strong and he can do all sorts of things. Um but the whole crux of the Incredible series is that ultimately at the end of the day, he's trying to be a good husband. He's trying to be a good dad. He's looking for self-fulfillment in ways that, that and he is always up against, like not even necessarily the villains, but just up against everyday life that make it difficult for him to, to achieve that. And he comes to kind of realize that um, that the hard part of being a person is not the things that you can overcome with superpowers. It's the things that you have to, to, to overcome through cooperation and generousness and thoughtfulness. Um, and so I, I like Mr. Incredible because, uh, he, while he's a superhero and he has all the, the powers that go along with that, at the end of the day, he reminds us that, the, the things that really matter most and that really make the biggest difference are the things that, that all of us are able to do. Yeah, that's cool. And, and, uh, and The Incredibles is also one of those rare Disney Pixar movies where, where neither parent dies and they're both yes. still there <laughs> and uh, the family is intact. And <laughs> yeah, does the dog make it? Does the dog die? I can hardly stand the ones when the dog dies. I don't think, there's a, I don't I don't think, think they, they have, have a dog. Yeah, one. there aren't any pets that I can think of. No, those are those are good. Those are good ones. Those are good movies. We we enjoy those as well. Uh, I think you know. As I was thinking about this, I for a long time, even as a kid, my favorite superhero was Batman. Mm. And I I remember thinking that what I liked about Batman was that he didn't have this sort of he wasn't like Superman where he had all these you know special abilities where he could fly and had super strength and all that that his his sort of power was just this, uh, this rage, mm-hmm. you know, maybe as I would say now as an adult, I wouldn't have said that as a kid that is sort of within him that he doesn't know what to do with or, or almost this fear that kind of propels him to go back to last week, this fear of bats and, and being without his parents. And, and it's sort of these, these very human-like things that, that fuel him and push him forward. I was thinking about this, though, even though this morning that I thought he has all these special gadgets that he has access to that certainly help him out, which is when I thought that, you know, maybe from a modern context, maybe we would say that his superpower is is wealth and privilege. But that could be for (laughs) that could be for another podcast as well. Um, But I always sort of liked that about Batman, that it was something that he had to work at and hone and refine and, and sort of like you, Marcia, I liked the fact that he never, he didn't kill the people. He sort of just 
roped him up and, and left him for the cops to deal with was kind of his, his M.O. And, and what he did. Um, but but he, he was always my favorite as a kid, and I, I started thinking about that as look, looking over your, your sheet, Mar Marcia, and how the ways that we think about power seem to come up in a lot of the ways that we think about superheroes and with as big as superhero movies and things are in our culture now, I thought that that kind of seemed like a natural place to start. And, and so to connect that a little bit more to, to power, uh, I don't know, I'd, I'd be curious to get y'all's thoughts on this because when I started thinking about this and I was, as I was reading through your handout, Marcia, I started to think that it feels to me like when we think about power, we almost... Uh, or, or we often think of something supernatural as we do with superheroes and superpowers. And, and I think some of how we see power discussed in scripture sort of reinforces that line of thought. Like we find this, we, we find this idea in scripture that the power that raised Christ from the dead is at work within us, which seems very supernatural and, and superhero-y type almost. Mm -hmm. uh, but you mentioned, you mentioned in the handout that, that our role is to engage and develop that power. And I think that idea of seeing power that is, that is available to us as something that we have to, to develop sort of pushes against this idea of power that says it's something that you just can magically acquire and have access to. And, and so I'm wondering, Marcia, if you've got, or, or Jason, if y'all have got any thoughts there of kind of how we think about power and does that, does that have an impact on how we go about trying to utilize this power that, that, we, that we have in God? Well, I think power issues permeate our culture. Uh, there is probably not a relationship you can think of where power is not an issue. Um, I think in our, in our culture, too, I've seen a real shift from the days when children wanted to be um, firemen and nurses and um, you know, helper type people. Uh, now it seems like uh, in my grandchildren's era, uh, they want to be rock stars. They want to be millionaires. Uh, that they're that they are picking up from the culture uh, this uh, pursuit of power. And, uh, you know, our government wants to be the most powerful on the earth. The two parties are constantly vying for power in some way or another. Um, I've often thought um, that when two men meet, uh, their, their first line of getting acquainted is, what do you do? And I think underneath that is... Uh, the question of who has the power here. Um, women uh, go at things a little bit differently. Success in relationships is much more valued among women. Um, and, and that's the question. You know, are you in relationship? Do you have children? Um, and I think there are definitely power moves uh, that probably we don't even pick up on ourselves always, but the but the name brand purse, the very expensive purse 
with the logos all over it. I think that is a power issue for women. Uh, the certain brand of shoes, the how we dress, how our hair is cut. Uh, there's a lot of um, power for women in being attractive. And so I think so much gets played out in the power arena uh, that we don't even acknowledge. And um, so as Christians, to shift that power and use our power not to make ourselves grand or to get um, the upper hand with other people, I think that is an ongoing um, discipline for Christians. And uh, and this is one of the reasons I chose uh, the topic of power is because I think most of us misuse our power quite a bit. That's good perspective. Jason, do you have any thoughts on that? Could, well, could you repeat your original question? I think we have this this idea of power as something supernatural. When at least, oh yeah, at, at least that was the the first place that my mind went, and 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 to to kind of shift our thinking in, into this idea that that it's something that I can develop within me, that I have access to the power of God, to God's power, to the spirit of power that He has equipped us with. Right. But Marcia right. talked in the handout about how it's something that we have a part in developing our, our use of, at least, seems to, to kind of run counter to this idea that power is just something supernatural that I just kind of magically acquire and then go and use. Well, and, and I think that kind of connects to the superhero I was talking about earlier, you know, that the lesson that Mr. Incredible learns in, at least in the first movie, and then you see it kind of deepening in the second Incredibles film is, is that he he tends to overly rely on his superpowers and that actually gets him into trouble because he isn't recognizing, you know, the way in which the the simpler or or everyday power around being kind. There's a lot of power in being kind. There's a lot of power in uh in loving and caring for someone else. Um and I think that you know when i when you ask the question about you know who, what superhero do you like what's your favorite superhero that that's part of what appeals to me about mr incredible is that it, his real powers are not in the supernatural they're in the things that he does every day um and so when when we think about the power of god and the power that god has to raise people from the dead or the power that God has to bring about plagues on Egypt or the power that, that, that God has to, to do all sorts of the miraculous and, and, you know, seemingly magical things that we read about in the Bible. Um, I think that those are to, to us as a 21st century reader of the of the of the scripture and a 21st century christian to me that feels more symbolic and i'm not saying whether or not it actually happened in real life but it's symbolic in the sense of you know that that god did those things in order to demonstrate god's power it is not for us to take that on as 
as indicative of our power. And so our power is really derived from the, the faith that we have in Jesus. And I think we live that out in how we treat other people. Um, you know, I was just listening to a podcast earlier today where a woman was talking about a, a problem that she had with a colleague and how, you know, this colleague didn't like her and she didn't know why she didn't like her. And, and you know, what I kept thinking about was, well, the best thing you can do with that person is find ways to love them uh, however you can. And, you know, it doesn't mean you have to put yourself at risk and it doesn't mean that you have to make yourself, um, you know, a punching bag or, or vulnerable to, to harm in any significant way. But love that we show to other people, I think, is is the greatest power. And, and that's why I think God or that, that's why I think Jesus talks about love as as part of the great commandment. Um, and that's why, you know, in First Corinthians 13, Paul talks about love being what remains after everything else is gone. Um, and so when I look at the power that's demonstrated in su- seemingly supernatural ways in the scripture, uh, I can't help but think that that those really are, m- the impact of that is minor compared to the love that you see and the, the impact and the power that that continues to have over and over again at every point in the Bible. That love and generosity and cooperation and kindness, those seem to be the more impactful pieces uh, and the most powerful pieces throughout the Bible. Yeah, and, and you're right. There's, there's this part in 1 Corinthians, uh, maybe at the end of 12, when he actually says this, but that, you know, if, if you have faith that can move mountains but have not love, right. then, then what, what good is that? Which is basically him saying, you can have all the power in the world. Uh-huh. But if you're not using it lovingly, then then what's what's the point? And so you've got me you've got me thinking about the Incredibles now, Jason. So I haven't fully thought this out, but I'm, so I'm just kind of doing this on the fly. But 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 yeah, there's this there's this idea, especially in the first movie, where it is his superpowers that get him in trouble. Yeah, and using them out of anger and using them in the wrong situations. <laughs> that get him in trouble. And, and there's, this, there's these, these great couple of scenes. There's a scene where he gets out of his car at home and he's mad and so his strength like causes him basically to really mess up part of his car. You know, he kind of crumples yeah. part of his car with his strength. And there's this little kid in the driveway who he re- looks up and realizes this kid is watching him. And this kid is just amazed by his power. And so then later in the movie, he comes home again, he gets out of the car, he doesn't crumple up his car with his anger this time, but he looks at the same kid who's in the driveway, and he says, what are, you, what are you waiting for? This kid's just sitting there. He says, what are you waiting for? And the kid says, I don't know, something amazing, I guess. <laughs> um, I think I have that right. This is my memory of the movie. No, no, I, I, I think you do have this right. I think you're absolutely right, yes. And I, and I, and I think, just thinking about that in this conversation, how many times we are... We are in the place of one of those two individuals where either, either we're using our gifts and our power, you know, or we're letting anger kind of manifest itself in a, in a poor utilization of, of things we've been gifted by God, or we're the kid who's just sitting there waiting for something amazing. Right. <laughs> and I think that's how we think of power sometimes is, well, if I have this power of, from God, if I have power from God, then something amazing should happen whenever I use it. Anytime that I want to access that, it should lead to something amazing. But that's not always the case. And a lot of times, as you said, Jason, the true power is in 
how we treat other people and, and the love that we have for other people. And, and Marcia has this great illustration in the handout of, of laying tile and, and flooring. Mm-hmm. And kind of, if you get off a little of that at the beginning, it may not be noticeable at the beginning, but by the time you get to the end, it's going to be very noticeable. And, and I think that as I was reading that, I thought that the flip of that then is, is also true, that if I can make small improvements or, or if I can connect myself just a little more to God today than I did yesterday, I'm, I may not feel that today. I may not feel it tomorrow or in three days. But if, and, and that can cause us sometimes to lose the discipline of doing that. If I'm, if I'm going to keep that up over time, over time I'm going to be able to see that improvement just as I would be able to see the flaws in the floor that I'm laying. But it takes time to get there, and it takes discipline and intentionality to hang with that. And I can't just do it once today waiting for something amazing to happen and, and then get frustrated when it doesn't, and so I sort of lose interest in, in pursuing it. Right. And, and that can be frustrating and because we want to feel like we have the kind of control and that we are the, you know, that, that, we, can, that we can construct our own destiny however we want. Right. You know, which again, that, that, doesn't that become a theme of a lot of superhero movies is that the, the protagonist thinks that they can construct their destiny exactly how they want and then as they are going through the process of doing so, they realize that all of their money or all of their power or all of their, you know, supernatural strength doesn't really help them any more than anybody else. You know, I, I think Iron Man is probably a good example of that, too. Yeah. And, and all superhero movies have that scene or, or that sequence where it's a training sequence or montage. Oh, yeah. Or, the training montage. It's one yeah, of my where they're learning how to how to as as kind of to, to use the language that Marcia did in the handout, how to develop and engage this power that they have, and how to harness it right. for the purposes that that will be beneficial to the outcome they're wanting. So, yeah, um, and another line that Marcia, I want to get to Paul here in just a second, but but there was another line Marcia that you had in, in the handout of you already have all the power you need. And as I read that, I couldn't help but the disciples asking Jesus when they say, increase our faith, which is basically them saying, we need more power to deal with the things that we're trying to deal with, I think you could read that as. And Jesus says, if you, well, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, this is from Luke, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the seed, and it will obey you. And so I think the unstated message there from Jesus is that you're, you think you are needing more power in order to deal with all this stuff, but, but really you just learn, need to learn how to use and harness the power that you already have available to you. Do you read that kind of the same way, Marcia? Yes, I, I do. I, I think we are, are way more powerful than we realize we are. Um, for example, people carry wounds throughout their lives because of some um, remark someone made to them that hurt their feelings or um, shattered some kind of, of belief or uh, some, something that was important to them. And, uh, and so our words um, are extremely powerful, but I know I have flung words around 
<laughs> in ways that have hurt other people and not even realized I was doing it. Um, so there are just so many directions to take this. And um, I just think it's so important just to recognize the power that we have. Um, uh, I kind of highlighted in this week's lesson the power of choice, mm-hmm. you know, following along what Jason has talked about. We can choose to do the loving thing instead of the get even thing or the I'll be more powerful thing. Mm-hmm. And I think choice is just so foundational in looking at how we're going to use the powers that we have. And I think, for one thing, we don't recognize our powers. And the other thing is um, we are not always intentional about using our powers uh, in line with our values. So uh, this is <laughs> this is a huge and powerful topic. And it can just go in so many directions. Yeah. 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 And I think there's that that really does become a theme of Jesus's ministry of of what is Jesus going to do with his power and how is he going to implement it? Um, And and, you know, I think sometimes it becomes, you know, I I think sometimes we kind of have this thought that, well, Jesus is is God in human form. Of course, he can do everything perfectly. But. But I almost think that would add to the, the difficulty of, of being human to, to say, yeah, I've, which I think Paul kind of gets it in, in Philippians, to say, yeah, I've got the, the power of full power and, and breadth of the Spirit of God at my disposal, and I'm going to choose to utilize that in ways of service and love and humility. And, and you know, just thinking as you were talking, Marcia, we even have sung the song for a long time, he could have called 10,000 angels, you know, which is this idea that he, he could have used the, this power for his own personal gain, but he chose not to. And, and so it comes back to that question of, that, that we kind of started with in, in thinking about as you were discussing Wonder Woman is, so what do we, what do, we do with our power and, and how, do we, how do we utilize it? Um, and, and so I want to come back to that, too, with Paul in just a second, because I had some thoughts on Paul there. But before I get to my thoughts on Paul, I want to kind of come back and, and get your thoughts on, on some of the scriptures, just kind of broadly, Marcia, that you had in the, in the handout, because you, I think you did a great job of, of pointing out in the handout how many scripture references there are to power in the New Testament, and specifically how many references there are in Paul's writings to to power specifically and and maybe indirectly that, that maybe aren't even included there. And and so I think it's always interesting to me when you go about kind of looking looking for one specific topic and you find all these examples, um, it seems like something always kind of, at least when I have done that, jumps out at me or, or a theme sort of begins to develop. And and so I'm curious, as as you were sort of gathering those scriptures together about power, was there anything that really grabbed you or, or was there something that you felt like Paul was really wanting us to see or, or understand about this idea of, of God's power that's available to us? Well, it, my favorite in all of this and the one that that kind of got me rolling in the very beginning was the one about God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love 
and self-control or power and love and right-mindedness. Um, to me, uh, that is a nice summary of how we dissipate our, our power in fear and anxiety uh, or we miss the mark on power and go for personal power and control over other people. Um, but there, there were, when I uh, looked at the scriptures on power, I was amazed at how many there were. I thought I'd have to dig a little. <laughs> Instead, I had pages <laughs> of power scriptures that I really had to narrow down. Um, and I love the one that says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. In other words, don't rely on yourself. You're not alone in this. And this just leads to the whole th- um, uh, focus I have on prayer. If you're going to be connected to the Lord forevermore, talk to the Lord and let the Lord talk to you. I I sometimes wonder if God isn't listening to us, you know, go on about, oh, please bless this person and help this person get well. And I want you to find my uh, a daughter, a good husband. Don't let her see anything in that odd person she's dating right now. And, <laughs> and we just go on and on. And I just, I can just visualize God saying, you know, if you just be quiet for a minute, <laughs> I can tell you what to do. <laughs> I can show you the way, but you never shut up. <laughs> it reminds it reminds me of the uh, that the story of the the or the joke whatever of the the guy who is like in a in a coming hurricane or flood and and he says, "Well, God will provide a way." And yeah. And like one by one, somebody comes to help him out, and he says, "Oh no, God will provide a way." And and mm-hmm. finally, he drowns and and goes to heaven. And God says, or no, he asks God. He says, "Well, I thought you were going to find a way." He was like, "Well, I sent you a guy in a boat. I sent you a guy in a helicopter. I sent all of these ways for you to 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 get out of there, and you didn't take any of them." You know, <laughs> and exactly. you're kind of like, "What exactly were you looking for?" Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Because I think that, again, points to this idea that when we think about power, we think about something supernatural. Yeah. Not someone reaching out to us in kindness. Um, right. Yeah, that's great. And, and so that, and that kind of fits with what I started thinking about with Paul. Cause, and I, I mentioned this episode with Paul, I think, a couple of weeks ago in one of our Wednesday night Zoom gatherings. But, but you've got this, this part where, where Paul writes in, at one point about this, this thorn in the side that he has. And he says, I, I requested three times for God to remove this thorn in my side. And, and finally, like after the third time, he's, he's content with God's answer of no, basically. And, and so it seems like Paul goes on this kind of spiritual journey where at first, like he recognized this power that was available to him, but he thought he had the best idea of what to do with it or how that should manifest itself in his life. And so three times he goes to God and says, he, and basically it's not phrased this way, but what he does is he asks God to use his power to remove Paul's own weakness. And that's kind of how he sees God's power, it seems at first, is that God has this power that I now have access to. And so God's power 
should should be for removing my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he finally finds peace in God saying no, and God telling him, "My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me." And and I think that's a hard path to allow ourselves to kind of journey and to go down, but it's a necessary one to, to realize that having God's power within us doesn't mean that I'm not going to have weakness anymore. It doesn't mean that I'm, I'm all of a sudden not going to have any, any weakness as part of me. And, and I imagine Paul kind of realized that and that there had to be some frustration on that journey, but he, he arrives at this place of kind of realizing that. And, and that seems like a, a difficult road for us to travel but an important one to, again, to sort of kind of have this question of, so what is, not only what do we have to do to access this power, but after I, I have it and I recognize the power that is available to me, what am I going to try to use it for? Am I going to try to use it for my gain? Am I going to try to use it uh, to, to think that it's going to magically make all of my weaknesses disappear? Because then when it doesn't, that's just going to allow me to get frustrated at God. Uh, or do we come to this idea that, that Paul seems to come to where we say, okay, I recognize that, that I have weakness and, and I'm going to allow God's power to, to flow through me and to be seen in me as I go about living my life as this flawed, fragile human being. Well, and I think a lot of that also then comes down to what do I see fundamentally? How do I see my role in God's kingdom? Yeah. Do I see my role as being you know superior that 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 god's kingdom is what makes me better than other people do i see my role as being you know you know scum on the bottom of god's shoe uh you know so what kind of value do i have as a person in god's kingdom and i think you know god throughout the bible talks about how you know we have value mm-hmm. but we shouldn't consider um, you know, our, be ourselves being uh, better than other people, as Paul writes in Philippians, and that that we we do have a calling to use the gifts that God has given us, and to use the power that that we may have um, to lift other people up. And the way that we lift other people up isn't by degrading ourselves, but it's by you know, joining in communion and associating and loving them and demonstrating, you know, kindness to them and and allowing that not to be the kindness that we ourselves have for our own sake, but the kindness that we're demonstrating, you know, for God and on and on God's behalf and that he's working through us. Very true. How about you, Marcia? Do you have any thoughts kind of related to that that episode with Paul? I don't have anything specifically. To me, this issue of power is looking at a multifaceted diamond. Mm -hmm. There are just so many aspects to it. And, And that one is a very important one because I think it is very difficult to locate ourselves in God's power. And and uh, and not to see ourselves as privileged or better or all-knowing or whatever it is, uh, but to keep ourselves uh, in that in that 
place of of being a channel that God can use. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I find that extremely difficult because I want to take hold and, you know, run for the touchdown. Um, <laughs> and and uh, I really have a hard time sometimes uh, not believing I know best and instructing God about what he needs to do with this situation. Mm. So uh, it's always um, um, a, a matter of keeping perspective. And I don't find that gets any easier over time. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know you really, you really, I really thought by the time I got to be as old as I am, that I would know certain things and I could quit rowing and just let the boat, you know, drift onto the dock. It, it isn't like that at all. That's not how it goes? Oh, <laughs> That's wow. not how it goes. <laughs> well, thanks for that bit of encouragement this morning. <laughs> There's but, always room for growth. <laughs> that's absolutely. And I appreciated what you said too about that idea of of spending time listening and, and waiting and, and being silent in our times of prayer and and yeah, even as you were just saying that, thinking about how many of our prayers probably sound like instructions to God of, of okay, here here's my itinerant list, God, of how I want you to act and, and move today. And and I kind of started thinking about that again as I was thinking about that episode with Paul, because I I started thinking, you know, I wonder how exactly God communicated that idea of, of my powers made perfect in weakness. How was that communicated to Paul? Because I think we sort of have this road to Damascus type uh, thought, right, of, of God's communication with Paul, that it's this overt voice beaming down from heaven in a bright light. Um, but but it probably was, that probably wasn't always the case, that it was, it was, it was Paul's consistent connection to God in, in prayer and study that allows him to hear the voice and the will of God for his life. And, and again, same thing with us, I think, that, that you know, we shouldn't always be expecting this kind of supernatural revelation from God if, if we aren't doing the intentional and, and the small work on a day-to-day basis of, of staying connected to him. Yes, I think, unfortunately, from my point of view, my very human point of view is a lot of... Uh, Christianity and a lot of using my powers in ditch digging. Um, you know, it's one shovel full at a time uh, to work on on things. Yeah. And um, I just think as human beings, it is not easy for us to see the larger plan. I struggle with my issues of power. I mean, there are issues of power... <laughs> everywhere and I don't always deal with them so well you know after I've been really angry mm-hmm. you know with my spouse I you know have to go creeping back to God <laughs> and saying uh, that didn't go so well <laughs> <laughs> and That's I just right. knew I was so right <laughs> yeah. and uh and so, you know, I have to then look at my own motivations and um, and the and the hidden things in me. And I suspect Paul had had to do the same thing over and over again. Yeah, and I think you're right. There's so many facets to that topic of power, and so many power dynamics at play in in our world, our lives, and 
Uh, we could keep talking about it for for quite a while, I, I would think, but we'll we'll wrap up there for today and kind of bring it into our conversation for, for this format for today. Uh, I do want to mention that, again, this will be the topic for our, our Wednesday night Zoom gathering this Wednesday. Um, and so, so keep that in mind. We hope you'll join us there. Uh, there's, there's other information, believe it or not, that we didn't even get to on the handout that's good stuff. Uh, <laughs> some, there's, there's a really beautiful and interesting writing about, uh, about Jesus. It doesn't say Jesus in the writing, but spoiler alert, it's about Jesus that I hadn't read, that I appreciated that, and, and other thoughts in there that Marcia has put together, uh, as well as an action plan that, that Marcia sort of mentioned a minute ago, I believe. So check that out. Uh, there's information there, and then we'll, we'll discuss some of this again as part of the Zoom conversation Wednesday night at 6.30. Uh, any specific plug or anything that you want to put in for the Zoom conversation? Marcia, or anything that we, we didn't get to that you want to make mention of before we wrap up here real quick? Well, my, my um, recognition here is that I've opened a can of worms. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this is just a, a topic that we are not going to be able to exhaust in a few lessons. <laughs> but I think uh, you're probably right. <laughs> well, but but that, that's, that's not a bad thing, though. It just gives us more to no. talk about and more room to grow, you know, even after the series is over. Good point. <laughs> Very true. All right. Well, thank you, Marcia. Thank you, Jason, for being part of this conversation today. And uh, we'll we'll kind of at least, if not stop the conversation, press pause there and <laughs> pick it back up on Wednesday night when we'll have others who can who can step in and join us. Uh, so Jason, as, as has become our custom, you want to close us out in prayer and we'll end this podcast that way? Absolutely. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we, um, we continue to be in awe of the ways that you guide us and teach us and help us to grow. Um, we know that, that sometimes we can be stubborn and we can be selfish. And uh, God, we are... Your people are constantly battling those tendencies. Uh, We struggle with craving power and uh, using it to our own personal selfish ends. And Lord, we thank you for the, the ways that you call us to humility and the ways that you demonstrate to us that uh, the power that we have is best used in, uh, in, everyday simpler ways in the ways that we look after people and love people and demonstrate your love to them. God, I ask that we can uh, continue to examine uh, the power that that you give to us um, and find ways to, to demonstrate that power in love and in kindness and in generosity to others. Um, Be with us this week and always. And in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.